This is episode 191 of Dude and a Monkey, if you're listening to this. You may still be in that weird period between Christmas and New Year where no one knows what day it is. <laughs> I genuinely had trouble figuring out what day it was until yesterday because I realized I had to be back at work today. This is the Thursday between Christmas and New Year. Um, but we are back. It is 191 of Dude and a Monkey. My name is Ian Loring. And as always, I am joined by... Matt Foster, hello everybody. I was I was back on, on, on Boxing Day at 8 in the morning. <laughs> Fucking brutal. Yeah, retail fire, mate. Retail fire. Yeah, I remember I remember those pains, man, when I used to like work in Blockbuster in Sainsbury's and whatnot. Oh my oh my word. Yeah. Uh, I feel for you. Um th- okay. This week. Let's not talk about Christmas and New Year and all that kind of shit because it's all done now. Carrie Fisher's dead. Debbie Reynolds is dead. It's horrible. It's that is fucking tragic. Let a lot plenty of other podcasts are going to be talking about it, but that's horrible. Yeah. I I hope wherever the two are now, I hope they're happy together. Um, leave it there. Yeah, I, 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 absolutely. It's <laughs> you know, like you say, there's, there's plenty of other podcasts that really eulogise about it. Um, and I, I just feel like we'd be we'd be repeating things that other people have, have said, and it, it's it's not really our thing, really, is it? <laughs> you know, nah, man, but I, we, if, if Steve Martin can get criticised for quite a, a sweet and nice tweet, for, you know, to, to the passing of somebody he knows, uh, I imagine the criticism we could get for some of the shit we'd spelt. Yeah. Straight up, um, and also that's, the thing. that's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, no, fuck like anyone, anyone criticizing that, like that, go go fuck themselves. Like it's, you know, I, I just fuck off. You know, Pete, I, I don't know, yeah. whatever. And also, R.I.P. George Michael. That was fucking horrible. And mm-hmm. like that, like yeah, I mean, Christ, that was that was too young. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, nothing, yeah, yeah, man, that's like kind of scary. Frankly, uh, and, and there's also rumours circulating as well today, isn't there? The Queen has died. Yeah, man, because they said that she had a cold and whatnot, and then yeah, there's, there's, there's rumours circulating uh, that that she's died, and it will be announced tomorrow. But it all seems a little bit like in this age, if she died, it have, have got out by now. Even though, like. The, the 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 storm of shit that the royal household would give whatever outlet dared release it before they sanctioned it. But yeah, any fuck man, that's weird. But yeah, who who knows, man? I mean, you hope it's not because it's never nice when anyone passes. No, 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 quite. You know. Anyway, right. Fucking hell, that's crazy. Um. Anyway, yeah. Uh. So. Um. Pardon me. We're going to be talking about Passengers um, this week, which I watched over a week ago. <laughs> you uh, did, yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be interesting. But Mark watched last night, so uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll be able to spark my memory on it, to be honest with you. Um, we'll also talk about some uh, what we watched and whatnot. Um, you know, bit be huge. Um, uh, I think we we both had good Christmases, solid Christmases. Yes, and, indeed, yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's just let's just get on it. Um, get on this shit. Yeah, boy. Um, any trailers? Uh, the uh, Alien Covenant. That's about it, I think, really, isn't it? Yeah, of course, bloody hell, of course. Yeah, Alien Covenant. So uh, it dropped on Christmas Day. I literally at quarter to seven in the morning on Christmas Day morning watched it on the shitter uh, <laughs> to be seen. 
Um, and uh, yeah, um, the trailer does not inspire that much confidence, really. No, it, it, it looks it looks, like, looks like a horror film. Like a horror. Film. Yeah. Yeah. It just I don't know. There's you know like the the couple having sex and the aliens tail. You know, really? Okay, fine. What I'll um, say there it is right. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad. But it doesn't look good either. But you change the font. And change the you know the, the the alien design ever so slightly, and don't put it it's Ridley Scott. That would just look like a generic released you know in March alongside another blockbuster horror. Yeah, it just looks a little bit like that, and you kind of look at it going, right. I wish there was more, but I remember us all getting jazzed about Prometheus. And yeah. then been let down. So maybe we've got a bit of an opposite and a reverse on this. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. I mean, um, the, the pictures of Catherine Waterston that, that came out where she's kind of looking like Ripley. I sure. Yeah. You know, I, I like Catherine Waterston. I'm I'm intrigued to see what what she does here. Um, I I I mean Billy Crudup. At, but I mean Billy Crudup just basically looks like he's going to be officious captain who basically fucks things up for everyone uh, but he's too proud to admit it until it's too late yeah it looks you know, by the so, numbers doesn't it yeah you know so whatever Fassbender there's really apart from the fact that he's in it he, there's nothing there really to to get your teeth into I mean, I mean let's let's see it does look like a bit of a retconning of a retcon mm. where like Ridley Scott was originally saying it's going to be a few films leading up to Alien and now it looks like no there's there is a face hugger and there is an alien in this at the very least and it's like okay well that's not quite what Prometheus was like it's going to be interesting apart from Fassbender it's going to be interesting to see what the connective tissue between Prometheus and Alien is, is with this and remembering that Fassbender is ageless so it could be two hundred years in the future. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, quite, Abs- no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's, I, I, of course, I'm looking forward to it because I, I, I have hope. Am I looking forward to this or Blade Runner twenty forty nine more? To be honest, Blade Runner twenty forty nine because it's, it, frankly, it's a director with a better track record at the moment. Mm. Um, at, at, you know, and in Ryan Gosling, I trust quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, all, that film is completely ticking my boxes. This one is ticking a few of my boxes, but the poster I was more jazzed for than the trailer. Yeah, the, the thing is, the weird thing is, uh, with it, um, Ridley Scott's been mixed at best recently, um, and the trailer was adequate, the pose is very nice, but I'm looking at going, do you know what? I'm actually quite. I'm actually looking forward to it because I'm going in with lowered expectations, whereas Prometheus, I went in with very high expectations and was just bitterly disappointed. Uh, But with this, I'm going in going, you know what? If I get 7 out of 10, and if I get the movie that that's telling me it's going to be, which is a little bit of a schlocky space horror, I'm fine. That is fine by me. I'll be cool with it. I don't know. I mean, like Prometheus, man. Literally today, 
I was having a conversation with um, a guy I work with uh, about Prometheus. I mean, it was it, it was funny last week. He just dropped a bomb saying like, "Oh, I quite enjoyed Prometheus." So I was like, "Kyle, you and I are going to have a two and a half hour long chat about this at some point." Mm-hmm. And it wasn't two and a half hours, but we had the chat today, and other people were like sticking their oars in as well. And it was and like I was just like. Why doesn't Charlize Theron duck out the way? Mm. Uh, why does it look like it takes place on the exact same planet with a ship that crashes in exactly the same way as L246 uh, or whatever it is, yeah. 426? Um, but it's not that planet. Yeah, no. I, I mean, just the why is there a mural of an alien there where it's very much established that the aliens haven't actually come about yet? Yeah. Um, unless now they're going to retcon that, that actually, hang on a second, these aliens in Prometheus weren't actually the same bloodline or something like that. Who's they, they, fucking... they, they could do, but yeah. I, I still maintain Prometheus is an incredibly attractive girl who is both stupid and shit in bed. Yeah, man. I mean, that... God, it, that film is gorgeous. Mm. It is such a good-looking film. Mm. It's ridiculous how good-looking that film is. Yeah, it is. It, it's uh, stunning to look at. And then it's just the dumbest fucking thing. Yeah. And, you, know, it, and, and, you, and you can't even enjoy it. No. And, and, and yet it thinks it's smart. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like, Christ, we had that podcast we did at Noel, yeah. um, Noel Stack when we did a re-review on the train, and like I, I direct people to that. It's still on the feed, as is every episode of Dude and the Monkey, yes. um, by the way. Um, what do we ask you for? it? Nothing. Nothing. And we never Nothing. will unless we can. <laughs> Oh man, Which we that pre- like no, we won't. We won't. Like that Patreon kind of shit, man. Fucking, you'd have to do so much work to justify that. It's just good on podcasts that do do well, it, yeah. and they, they give all extra content. Fair well, play. I, I, but... I do. I mean, and I'll, I'll, I'll just, because it's it's going a bit nicely. I'll just for two quick seconds. I, I I'll, I'll I'll just segue onto this a little bit, and then we'll. Is this we'll the Anfield Wrap? Yeah, it is. I, I yeah, subscribe to the uh, the Anfield Wrap. Now the Anfield Wrap started as a podcast. It's a Liverpool podcast. It's a football podcast. And it started out, I think, in 2010 or 2011. Uh, and it started out as just a weekly thing. And then it became a... And it was out on a Monday. And it became a weekly where it was out on a Monday. And it was out on a Friday. They have a radio show on uh, City Talk, which is a Liverpool-based radio show. And then, I think, um, last year, March of 2015, sorry, they launched a subscription service called The Tour Player. It's five or a month, right? And you get... They still they still do the free podcast two a week, and you also for five pound a month uh, you get access to all the other podcasts they do, and there's there can be anything from an extra four a week to an extra seven or eight a week. So you get one uh, called the Pink, which is like a, a which is done like a couple of hours after or an hour or half an hour after every single Liverpool game. You get one that's a build up to the game, which you get one that talks about you get one that talks about like a preview to the weekend's fixtures. One that talks about all the weekend's fixtures before. You get a more detailed data analysis. And there's loads. There's loads out there. Too much even for, for me to listen to. And I listen to quite a lot of podcasts. And it's a fiver a month. A fiver a month. And some dick, essentially, is downloading them and putting them on another feed and giving them out for free. And advertising that he's giving them out for free. And acting all fucking R.I. great about it. And it's just a little bit like, and I know a, a couple of the guys from, from Twitter and things like that that, that work with the Anfield Rap, and I've spoken to them, and I know that they that they do put 
you know, to get to the point of where they're at, where they have a subscription service and it's a proper company and they have people employed and they, you know, they work, it, it's their living. They've worked damn hard to get to that stage. It just, it's a little bit like, hang on a minute. You're not being clever in fudging the system because, like they they did put out on a on a, on a post explaining it, this isn't a big company. This isn't like you know sneakily downloading a copy of you know Passengers, for instance, uh, and watching that at home. You know, if you want to do that, do that. You know, a lot of us that listen to this torrent. You know, I'm not going to pretend that I fucking don't. But the other point is. It's not that they cannot lose the money or anything like that, but the point is, if everybody, if even 30% of the people who have the subscription fees for these people who are putting these out decide, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go to this, it'll stop existing. It just will. It'll stop existing because that's all it is there to do. So it's just a little bit like, it is the entitlement of people, you know, we, we you know, it's work for us putting in for this, but we both really enjoy it. That's why we do it. We get no financial gain out of it at all. But it, it's not the easiest thing to do. And if we were to do, let's say, fucking five shows a week, yeah. even if we were getting paid to do it, it'd still it'd be a lot of work. You know, we'd have to go right. We have to be a little bit more shit up with it. We have to be a little bit more professional with it. We have to do this and do this, and it's it just seems a little bit of a shame that people are then trying to celebrate being dicks essentially and I just you know it, it's it's a strange thing I'm, I'm backing up my podcasting brethren there no exactly no quite I mean full disclosure I mean I, I pay for the podcast you pay for the site yeah you know and uh, it, it just it's the arrangement we, we've come to and and, and it is what it is hmm. um, I, I, and the, the podcast is about a tenner a month that's fine £2.50 yeah. whatever uh, and um I think they've been hosting for the site's about 12 quid a month or something like that. And, you know, this year, yeah. I'm hoping my New Year's resolution is to post more on the website. Now, yeah, that, that, now, now I mean, that my I, life has calmed down ever so slightly. It, even though um, I think we should remove the game section, because I think I've done one post ever, and it's just it's not well, happening. I, I'm going to replace it with a, a music section so I can review vinyl. Boom. Okay, all right, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, 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 so that, 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 yeah. In the end of the day, I think if you've put put something out for free and then you start charging for it, you've got to have a very good reason for doing that. Yeah. But if you are putting out something for free, you keep putting something out for free and you do additional stuff and ask for money for that. Yeah. Fair game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if, if, if people don't want to pay for it, fair enough, they don't want to pay for it. Um, I mean, like with Cinerama, I... I did it one time and it was to fund the trip to Fright Fest and I did a lot of Fright Fest coverage mm. and I did some I, I did some extra shit for people and I'll be honest some of it I wasn't able to fulfill but I said very publicly I'm not able to and it was just like commentaries and stuff and 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 reviews and stuff but and I, I said if people wanted their money back contact me yeah. You know, so it, it it was just like I was I was honest about it, and it was just like one commentary I did with Noel, and my my computer ate it, and I felt I felt awful, but you know, it was like so it was it was stuff like that. Um, but also, I mean, like and, and, and fair play, a few people just said, look, at the end of the day, you've never asked for money for the podcast before. You want ten, fifteen quid? Cool, have it. 
you know, so and, and that's been no one asked for their money back, which was lovely. I had one weird email from a random person giving me shit, calling themselves the spirit. <laughs> and um, yeah, and just like it was like, now you're asking for money for your podcast. Fuck off. And it was like, well, no, it's it's so I can go to Fright Fest. Part, yes, partly for me, but also so I can do shit for the podcast. And it's like. Don't, don't give me money, but I don't, I don't, I'm not going to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I think that year, I think I maybe did like four or five hours just at, at Fright Fest with like Noel and Jordan that year. And yeah. I did some video stuff. So it's just like, no, no I'm not having that. Um, but yeah, I am blessing that, that those guys. I mean, like you, they're doing all that work and then someone else is just putting him up on another feed. I mean, that's fucking, that, that is just wrong. That, yeah. is, that, that is just wrong. Yeah, um, it, it, it's it's it, it is the, the the entitlement of some people nowadays. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like it is it's like people complaining that um, that I don't know a certain album isn't on Spotify, um, or complaining that uh, Netflix hasn't got Iron Man fucking two on it, uh, or something it might do, but just complaining. Oh, it's t- why why is it taking so long for Civil War to get on not get on Netflix? Like. Just fucking buy it. If you want to see it that yeah. much, buy it. Yeah. 13 Why? quid. Play on that price. Probably a tenner to buy on iTunes. Just buy it. You know, a That's... tenner is fucking nothing. Buy it. I wanted to watch Spies Like Us the other day. It wasn't on Netflix. It wasn't on Sky. It wasn't on Amazon Prime. Do you know what I did? Fucking bought it. If I wanted to watch it, buy it. That's it. Hey, that's it, you know. It, 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 if it was there, great. If it's not, buy it. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I, you know, I also torrent stuff, but I bet, frankly, I bet my iTunes library is bigger than ninety nine percent of people out there. Well, quickly, like legit. Yeah. What? 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 what, what, what how, how many have you got on iTunes now? Then. Right, hang on. So what? Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, twenty one, twenty four, twenty seven, thirty, thirty three, thirty six, thirty nine, forty two, forty five, forty eight, fifty one, fifty four, fifty seven, sixty, sixty three, sixty six, sixty nine, seventy two, seventy five, seventy eight, eighty one, eighty four, eighty seven, ninety, ninety three, ninety six, ninety nine, hundred and two, hundred and five, hundred and eight. Um, I'm only on K. Um, hundred and eight, uh, hundred eleven, hundred and fourteen, hundred and seventeen, hundred and twenty, hundred twenty three, hundred twenty six, hundred twenty nine, hundred thirty. Yeah, 217. Two hundred and seventeen. I got two hundred and seventeen films on iTunes. See that 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 if that was a Blu-ray collection, you'd look at it and go, "That's a good collection." I've got a lot of Blu-rays. That's what you'd say, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got I, I've got ninety-eight, so I'm two off a hundred, and I only started collecting really about a year ago. Um, yeah. And you know, and I'm I, I'm I'm loving the idea I, I can't wait for the fucking the sales the, 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 uh, some kind of new year or January sales start on iTunes so I can go mm. right in my head I know I've got an amount in my head that I can go that's how much I'm going to spend but also you know 
how I do it is if I look and see something that's three ninety nine, I'll go, do you know what, fuck it, I'm having that. But like yeah. just just this month, I bought the past couple of weeks Christmas vacation seven ninety nine. Happy, get watched cut two three times every year. That'll get watched. Uh, bought spies like us because do you know what? I wanted to watch spies like us, so I bought it. Uh, what else did I buy recently? Uh, bought city slickers for five ninety nine. Mm. But do you know what? I, I, over the years, I'll get easy enough watching out of it. So there you go. Buy it. You know it's. It's, it's not that much money. You know, yeah, don't fucking buy every film you want to watch on fucking iTunes because it'll be crazy amounts. If you look at it, it's thirteen ninety nine. Don't buy it. Just watch something yeah. else. But fuck, yeah. if I want to watch something, I look on iTunes and go, it's three ninety nine. I'll buy it. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Um, Tangent. We have that <laughs> yeah, no, but no, but abso- absolutely. And I, I, hope, I hope those Anfield rap guys get... Um, I, I may get some justice out of that, however, however it may happen. Yes. Um, okay, so let's let's move on then. So, Passengers is directed by Morton Tildum, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, stars uh, Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence, um, uh, Michael Sheen, um, Lawrence Fishburne, and uh, the surely to be Oscar nominated Andy Garcia. Um, <laughs> And, uh, that. mate, seriously. Right, um, yeah, so, um, basically, Chris Pratt. Uh, I'm gonna say, it's all spoilers all the time, and it's kind of like the marketing campaign of the film didn't only seem to tell you so much, but then reviews kind of just said what the story was anyway, so, um, mm, it, yeah, it, it's, it's not, it's not mismarketing, right? to not give out that piece of information that we're about to give out. It's just not. If they give out that piece of information, it's spoiling the fucking film. <laughs> it's weird. Like, the film, the marketing builds it up as being such a twist. There's a reason we woke up. Mm. Well, the, the, the film starts off with Chris Pratt being the only one woken up who discovers he's basically going to live the rest of his natural life alone uh, on a ship with a bunch of other sleeping people heading to a new world. And he basically says, I need some company, frets about it. He doesn't pick, I I don't know, like a a 60-year-old black woman. He doesn't pick a six-year-old child. Um, Do you know who who he picks? Jennifer Lawrence. Guys, put out there, right? Right. If I'm Chris Pratt and I'm yeah, in that no. situation, right? Yes. Right. right. And Fair you're enough. in that situation, right? You're going to look at it and you're going to say to yourself, right? Even if you were logically going, right? And he said, I'm not going to. I am not going to pick any of these people out. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do what he does. But even if you were to go, right, hypothetically, if I was, who would you pick out? Well, straight away, anyone who's going to die within 20 years. So you'd knock them out. You'd knock children out because nobody likes children, right? You'd also, you'd probably knock dudes out because, let's face it, what happens if you get somebody and they're just a bit of a dick? And guys are more likely to be bit of a dicks than women are because guys are often bigger dicks than women are. 
right? So then you go, I'm going to pick out a woman. And then you're not going to pick out an unattractive, to your eyes, so Chris Pratt's eyes within this, you're not going to pick out an unattractive woman because you're going to go, well, hang on a minute. And it's not even for the, the sense of, you know, I hope I get to fuck this person. It's just you want something pleasant to look at. So you do that. So, yeah, you probably would pick somebody like Jennifer Lawrence. It, it is, there is a logic to it. Yes. There, Le- yes. There is, yes. It, it, it is, it is creepy. And it is creepy. But I'm looking at this, if, if you flipped it the other way, people wouldn't be losing their shit over it as much. It's like, well, of course you picked Jennifer Lawrence. I'd pick fucking Jennifer Lawrence. I would pick Jennifer Lawrence out of, out of what looked like a lot of those people. I'd be going, oh, she's, she's, she's a gold-class member for a start-off, so I get the good coffees and the nice breakfasts, right? She seems quite smart, quite erudite, and she's, 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 she's quite nice to look at. Of course you're going to fucking pick her. Which the question is, after a, after a year there, did he have a right in a bit of a twisted mind to do it? Was a year long enough? The thing is, I genuinely... Was he drinking when he did it? He was no, he wasn't. He, he was, was drinking, drinking when he found her. Yeah, he, he was. He, well, he, he he just about contemplated and got very close to killing himself, hadn't he? Yeah, and that's right. And then he's staggering in and he finds her. Yeah, he okay. The bottle, he? Seriously, if he was pissed, if he was having this, do I do it? Do I not? Do I do it? Do I not? And he got hammered one night and just did it. Yeah. I actually think people wouldn't have nearly as much of a problem with it. No, I no, and I, I I I can absolutely see what your thing is there. I think it's it's a strange one, and it's the whole moral dilemma that the film hangs on. It, it is is where you fall on that, and I think that where socially um, we are at the moment, and the way that um, the kind of the social structure that we've got at the moment and the outrage culture we've got at the moment mm. that that has definitely had an impact on um, people's views and interpretations of whether or not that's rights or wrongs and it, it's given to the um, the inability to look at, at the grey areas of do you know what, it, it, it's all very well and good you're looking at it and saying well you shouldn't have done it you shouldn't have done it, it's like, like do you know what probably not but you sit with only a year's worth of your own company or yourself and Michael Sheen, the legless barman, which is a wonderful concept, the fact that they've got a legless barman. Um, There's that, but also adding on to that, it's not just that he's on his own for a year, it's he's on his own for the first year of what will be many, many more, what could be 50 years, 60 years going into the I understand that. And also, you've then got to add on to the fact is that he's just contemplated suicide and realised he can't do that. And so... It's, it's just the thing is, like, literally, he only starts having the idea when he notices Jennifer Lawrence and think, and, and frankly thinks, oh, she's, she's attractive. Mm. 
you know, it, it's like if he had been having, I, I don't know. I mean, like the thing is, this was a, a blacklist script, and apparently the, the original screenplay was actually quite something. Yeah. Um, if he had been thinking about it, and then like he's like having almost like having the conversation you're having, but maybe in a more socially acceptable way yeah. of how to like whittle it down to her, then cool. But the way the film plays it out is he's stir crazy. Yeah. He nearly kills himself and then he gets a boner. Yeah. And that's that, uh, you know, and, and I mean, it's either be honest about that and own it. Or you need to rework your screenplay. Now, the, the thing is, it's not even my biggest problem with Passengers. I just found Passengers really dull. Did you? Yeah. I, like, it's basically, yeah, all right, it's Chris Pratt. He's on his own. So we get the whole, he's on his own, he's scared. Then he kind of realizes, oh, I can enjoy stuff around here. Oh, that's fun. And then he gets depressed again. And then Jennifer Lawrence comes out. And then it's having fun with Jennifer Lawrence doing the same things he was doing beforehand, but with someone and, uh, oh, how much better is that? And then, um, oh, she discovers his secret. And then, you know, and uh, it's just the fact that, He's like, literally, numbers. yeah, and in, in the right, in the real time of the film, about 15, 20 minutes um, occur between Jennifer Lawrence saying to Lawrence Fishburne, he's basically committed murder. He's robbed my life. And then her falling for him again. And yes, he did a sacrificial deed and all, and you know, all that, all that. I understand that. 20 minutes ago, you were accusing him of murdering you. Mm. It, no. So, and, and then I, I don't know. The second half of the film is what's wrong with the ship. Stuff's happening. What's wrong with the ship? And I was almost kind of thinking like, oh, you know, maybe there's some other twist coming. It, because in the trailer, the, there's a reason we woke up. I don't think he says that line in the film. No, he doesn't. And and, and so, like, I was there's, going there's, through the there's, film. There's a significant amount of retouching in this movie. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm kind of going through the film thinking maybe there's something else there. And then Lawrence Fishburne turns up and he's been woken up. And he's basically Scatman Crothers in The Shining. Um, And it's it, it just... His his, goes, his his entry is brilliant. A man shouting, "Who put this tree here?" Oh no, yeah, no. Don't get me wrong. When fish burns on, it's 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 it. You know, it's actually quite fun. And when Andy Garcia is on, it's incendiary. But <laughs> it's just it, it's, weird. You know, I mean, I mean, there was obviously more there. It's because so, he's in the trailer. He's in the trailer. The yeah. one shot of Andy Garcia in the film is in the trailer. It's so weird. It's so weird. I don't um, know what Andy Garcia's voice was in this movie because Andy Garcia's voice it goes more New York or Italian or some I mean, it's a little bit Bostony or so, and it's really high like that. Um, but, but and it's always weird for which Andy Garcia voice you get. And I was thinking, oh, I wonder which Andy Garcia voice I'm gonna get. Hey, who put this fucking forest here? And then there's not there's no Andy Garcia voice. I was expecting no, ex- ah forest. Hey. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, say something, but, I mean, so that's the thing, I mean, the second half of the film is this kind of mystery, and it's what's causing it, oh, there's a big floaty CG thing. Yeah. I, I, it, it, I know that's not the point of the film, I know the point of the film is the relationship between the two of them, but I'm not 
invested enough in it. I'm not like that. Yes, they they have a bit of chemistry, I suppose, but like as soon as she finds out, it's just I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's hard to not have chemistry between people who are Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence because they're both very charismatic people, aren't they? Yeah. And if if people are as charismatic as that, and when you throw in you know Michael Sheen into the mix as well, there who is he's fun. He's fun. I enjoyed Michael Sheen. Yeah, and I, what I liked about his character within, within uh, the, it is you keep expecting there to be some kind of glitch within him and he's got some kind of evil mode in him. But he hasn't. He's just very much... He just is an android slash robot, whichever one... What, what, what did off. you think of the film, by the way? I enjoyed it, to be honest. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed my, my, my time with it. Um, I, I, I suppose... It, it, maybe if I'd watched it the day it came out, I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, you did. Um, maybe it'd have been different because I, I would have gone into it with a little bit of, of higher expectations. But then the fact that it, it received, you know, quite negative, to be honest, reviews made me kind of go, "All right, well, okay then." You know, there's 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 a lot of sort of negativity around it, um, but. You know, I've I've enjoyed the marketing for it, and I, you know, and I enjoy Chris Pratt, and I enjoy Jennifer Lawrence uh, and Michael Sheen. Um, so you know, I'm 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 going in, you know, relatively kind of balanced, and looking forward, still looking forward to it, but a little bit like right. Well, I know that not to expect this to be anywhere near like my top ten, fifteen, twenty, um, and it, it isn't anywhere near my top ten, fifteen, twenty. You know, it, it, it's nowhere near that. Um, but I, I did enjoy it, it enough. I think there's there's some nice touch to it. I think it's filled with 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 holes. Um, its morality is is questionable uh, in terms of it. But I, you know, I, I don't I don't think it's significant enough to to get one's panties in a wad about it at all. Um, it's a frothy kind of sci-fi romance film almost i think i think it's built a little bit more actiony in the in the marketing and a little bit more like there's something else going on and it, it essentially it's not it's just the ship's kind of failing a little bit which almost feels like they've gone right that that was a bigger story originally but then once they got pratt and lawrence and pratt and lawrence are as big as they are now in terms of they're both bona fide fucking movie stars, it's a little bit like they went, oh, well, actually, we want to focus on this rather than this, you know. There's a line that Jennifer Lawrence does where she says, essentially, we're on a sinking ship, which is what they're on. They're on a sinking ship that's in fucking space. You know, there's there's, there's that. And I get the idea that there there was more consequences possibly originally in the script. And then they thought, oh, we can't. We need to... We need to do something. We need to. They, they essentially they left it a little bit open, I suppose, um, to the idea of a possibility of future movies. You know, and I think that that's that's kind of there. But it's I enjoyed my time as much with it, but it's it's very it's very much fluff, to be honest. Is what I'd say on it. Um, it's fun, but if I wanted to, I, I could rip it to pieces. 
quite easily. And anyone's kind of arguments against it, I don't think I'd be able to put up convincing, well, no, what about this? But it is a little bit like, do you know what? It's not it, it, it's not that important or not trying to say that much that anyone should really get that bothered about it, really. No, I mean, I'm not I'm not het up about it. I mean, there were a lot of think pieces a couple of weeks back when it started screening for critics about it. Yeah. But it just I don't think the film does a good enough job in 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 walking a very, very thin tightrope to start with um and it does kind of feel like maybe there there were seeds in there like i was listening to the empire podcast the other day when they were reviewing it and they were quite favorable but the uh one of the guys on it was like i was on this i was on the set that day and there was a really good conversation between them on their first like their first date and that's not in the film and it's like i do wonder if there is a better version well, out yeah, there. Yeah, that was what I said there. Because it, it's the thing is, it's what just shy of two hours long, I think, isn't it? Mm. An hour and fifty. Yeah, sorry. it's like hundred sixteen or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's say right out of that hour and sixteen, let's say you could take out ten minutes of of fluff, really, of froth. You quite easily probably could. You could probably take out ten minutes out of that movie, and it'd still be exactly the same movie. Uh, as with I, I, like movies. seriously, take out take out five to ten minutes of between when Jennifer Lawrence finds out and when shit hits the fan in the third act. Yeah, and you could take out five minutes of uh, of Pratt wandering around before anyone else wakes up. Yeah, totally. So there you go. You've, got ten, you've got rid of ten minutes, so you've knocked it down to let's say an hour and forty five, right? Yeah. You could quite easily, I would reckon, throw another twenty thirty minutes at it of other stuff of other connected tissue and other kind of meat at it and have a better movie. I, I, you know, I, there's, clearly, there's clearly more there. So you can quite easily throw that at it you'd have a better, you'd have a better movie. But I mean, like, Lawrence don't. Fishburne, literally every scene that Lawrence Fishburne is in is, we've got to explain the third act, we've got to explain the third act, we've got to explain the third act, oh, I'm dying, oh, I'm dying, oh, I'm dying. Here's the thing that you need to get into the room to really kick off the final action set piece. I'm mm. dead. Yeah. And it doesn't take him that long to find it either. No, it's brilliant. It's it. like a massive, that massive thing. And it's like, we got to find out what's wrong. Yeah. They walk into that room and it's like, well, that big swirling ball of flames. You think that might be what's wrong. I, yeah. I, it's things like, it, it, it is, it, it, the thing is, it, the Lawrence Pratt relationship doesn't work for me, but it's stuff like that that I'm more bothered with with this film. Well, it, it ends up being that the, the actual thing that's wrong with it, it is a little bit like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer puts on all that weight. That they've just got to vent some poisonous gas. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just it, it feels a little bit. It feels a little bit like. Do you not think that it, him with the with the mindset he's got and the reason he's going to Homestead 2, um, do you not think that he would go, at a certain point, go, there's something not right here. There's definitely something not right. We need to start looking for what's not fucking right. There must be a way for us to do this. Because he seems to go, he seems to be able to... That's a really good point. Very quickly, 
once he's got access to these rooms, he seems to be able to do everything within them. Essentially, with a little, a, a little drill, a little hand drill. Oh, yeah. I, I think I can bypass this. I'm gonna have to bypass it. All right, is that? Gonna be, I've already done it. I've done, I've done it with like a fifteen pound drill. Done. Which you know, a lot of things can be done with a fifteen pound drill, but it does yeah. feel a little bit like with that amount of time and that amount of things, you you could have you you could have done more. No, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and again, little things like that. Everybody yeah. else is well. Nobody's talking about passengers anymore. But and I mean, it's only been out for a week. But um, it's it's little things like that. You know, it, I, I, it just it should have been better, man. It's a Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence stuck on a sinking spaceship together film. That sounds awesome. Do you not think that they got a little bit caught in between not knowing whether or not to do an adventure film, an action film, a uh, thriller, or a rom-com? It feels to me like we got Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence for two months. This is the only window of availability the two have. Mm. Go, 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 go. Yeah. And then we'll make, we'll, we'll make, we'll find the film in the editing. That's yeah. what it feels like. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. I, I, I think that that it, it was a little bit like they thought, right, Jennifer Lawrence, Chris Pratt, that's 150, 200 million easy anyway. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? And, I mean, in March, maybe. It might be. Oh, totally. But at but you released this a week after Rogue One. After you know, Rogue just... One, it's, it's just not going to happen. And also as well, sci-fi is a hard sell. No matter what happens, sci-fi is a hard sell. You know, it's been proven, you know, that there's so many box office fucking gold people who struggle to sell high, sell sci-fi. It's why I very much doubt you'll ever see Dwayne The Rock Johnson do sci-fi. I know he's done it previously, but he did do it like but as he is now, Dwayne Johnson, rather than, Dwayne, rather than The Rock, Dwayne Johnson... Now, I just don't think you would because he looks at it and goes, do you know what? You you don't make money with sci-fi. Occasionally, one does. One just sneaks through. But majoritively, it just it doesn't cut numbers. Oblivion, Tom Cruise, that didn't make, you know, it made a decent enough money, but it didn't. It did okay. It did okay. Yeah. It didn't do any better than okay, though. You know, it, it's just, it, obviously Star Wars, Star Trek, but even Star Trek, muddles over you know Star Wars makes great money but that's because it's Star fucking Wars but it, it, it is it was always through its inception was a little bit like mm. when the main fucking talking point for the start of this movie wasn't that it was a blacklist script wasn't that you know it, anything like that it was the fact it, it was was you've got Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt Jennifer Lawrence is top billing and Jennifer Lawrence is getting about double what Chris Pratt is getting. Mm. You know, and at the time when it was cast, fair enough. You know, she she was a much bigger star than he is now, than he is. But now, they're I'm, about probably part. Well. Perhaps I don't know about that. Perhaps, perhaps yeah. is, 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 is absolute, but look at it, when it was cast, um, what, there was, there was the last Hunger Games movie, who give a 
fuck about the last two games maybe when it actually came out. No one. You know, Joy fizzled. He didn't back. Yeah, did no, I mean that's that's fair, but I mean I think to say that Chris Pratt is as big a, a star as Jennifer Lawrence now is I'd say that maybe maybe she's a little bit what is it, but he is he is a he is a movie star now, you know. You look at it. it Oh yeah, he's a movie star. I just don't know whether he's as big as Jennifer Lawrence at all. I, I don't know. Guardians and... Dude, yeah, I mean, Guardians was an ensemble thing and it's a Marvel film. Jurassic World was not sold on Chris Pratt. It was sold it on dinosaurs. It, was, it wasn't, but they've still... They've still kind of... I think he's becoming almost by accident. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Becoming almost by accident, 100%. I, I agree with that. And part of that is it's not more that he's become bigger than Jennifer Lawrence, it's just that Jennifer Lawrence has kind of she's torn everything down a little bit. You know, when you go That's back true. a couple of years, she was everywhere and then post, you know, public fucking seeing all of her sex pics has kind of gone, hang on a minute, I'm, I'm going to take myself out of this, this limelight a little bit. And she's turned everything down. You know, I mean, you know, you have to go back in, what, 2013, she had a good few movies out, 14, you know, let's be honest, X-Men Apocalypse, she didn't want to be there. That was contractual obligation. Sure, sure, sure. And the same with The Hunger Games, by the time it got to the end of it, you know, no one gave a shit. You know, I haven't even seen the last Hunger Games yet, and I like those films. Isabel said it was. Isabel watched and said it was. It was pretty crap. You know, it does seem a little bit like Jennifer Lawrence has kind of said, "You know what? I want to tone down the movie star bits a little bit, and wants to go back uh, to I, more." What's the next? doing the Aronofsky film next? Didn't you say? Oh really? I think so. Yeah, I might be talking complete fucking bollocks there. Um, so I don't know. I mean. It- it looks like it's kind of dying a death as well. I mean, it's done 35 million in the US so far, and it's, that was up to uh, yesterday. So that was a full week, Christmas week, which is huge in the US, and it's done 35 million. Yeah, it, 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 it's bomb. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's, she's going to be in the next uh, Aronofsky film. Oh, nice. Well, that, that would be... uh, Javier Bardem, Michelle Pfeiffer, um, Don Gleason, and Ed Harris. Interesting car. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, I mean, Brian like Gleason. Who's he? Is he Don Gleason's brother? He is Don Gleason's brother. Gleason's yeah. coming out of the woodwork. I, the, the production budget's 110 million, so it's probably got to do 250 to 300 to yeah. make a profit worldwide. Anyway, if, it's it, only, it if it's only done 35 million in the US, like it will probably. It, it will do over 100 million worldwide. Whether it does 200 million worldwide is dicey. Yeah. What was your I screening think. like um, in terms of... Was it busy or was it quiet? It was, pretty, it was pretty busy, to be fair, but it was literally opening day. Mine um, was, was so. yesterday at 2 o'clock and it was packed. That's interesting. Mm, I, I thought it'd be quite mildly quiet. A few people there, but yeah, it was packed. I don't know. I mean, like just looking at Tuesday at the American box office... Rogue One, 22 million. Sing, 17 million. Passengers, passengers, 5.9 million. Like, I I don't know, that's that's kind of brutal. It is. It is. Um, Yeah, I'm, uh, of course, you've been, sorry about that. Um, I am, 
play to. I, I'm definitely shit on it. I thought it was rubbish. Um, fine. I, I, I can see why some, why many will not get on with it. Is what I'll say there. God, it's not doing as badly as Assassin's Creed is, though. Jesus. Is that out in the states? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, out the same know. amount of days, and it's done ten million less. It's done twenty-five million. But but game uh, movies based on games do very well in certain countries. Yeah, quite. Yeah, well, yeah, true, true. I don't know. It's just that's interesting. Um, I, I'm, anyway, I'm definitely not shit on passengers. Yeah, uh, good. I mean, good, good for you, man. I'm glad it didn't bother you. I know. I mean, you, you're probably kind of seeing it for what it was. I just, I wanted. I always said, don't review the film. I want it to be review the film in front of you. But the reviewing uh, the film in front of me, I thought was dull and rather derivative. So again, definitely shit. It's derivative as fuck. I won't disagree with that. Um, audience, eighteen votes. Uh, definitely not shit, 44%. Touching cloth, 22%. And shit, 34%. So, yeah, very much a mixed bag. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay, so let's do some what we watched. Um, I think the Christmas and New Year stuff, I'm I'm generally just going to kind of like skirt over. Well, the, 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 there's one that you watched that, that, I, that I would like to hear more detailed views. Okay, all right. Well, that, that's interesting. I mean, we'll, we'll do you first, then you tell me what that is. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, it's the same way I'll, I'll skirt over my Christmas ones because um, I've spoken about them previously. Um, so, uh, Jingle All The Way, we watched that on Christmas Eve, as I always do. Uh, it's what I watch once I've got all my Christmas Eve stuff done and I've settled and I've sat down. So I watched Jingle All The Way and I, I, still, yeah, I still think it's a, a very enjoyable movie. Um, and I can see why many people wouldn't it is, it's enjoy the movie. It is a terrifying film. It is a, it is a terrifying film. Uh, and it, 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 it speaks, is what we'll say. Um, beyond that, um, I watched um, the film Air. Uh, starring Norman Reedus uh, and Dion uh, Hosanna, is it? I can never erase, but pronounce that. Diamond Honsu. Yes, the one. Yeah. Uh, I watched that because it's been floating around on Netflix for ages, and I've kind of hovered over it loads. And it was ninety-five minutes, and I wanted to watch something that was about an hour and a half long, so I watched that. Um, mm. I watched it about a week ago, and I'll be honest, I can't remember anything that happened. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's alright but I've completely forgotten it <laughs> bloody so, hell fair play so it, it, it wasn't bad but it can't have had that much of an impact on me because I genuinely can remember virtually nothing about it and I contemplated not even mentioning that I'd seen it uh, but I thought no I'll mention that <laughs> so watch it or don't but if you do watch it, prepare to, like, three days later go, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> well, it sounds like I won't be watching it, then. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, I got Spies Like Us um, on iTunes because I wanted to watch it because I hadn't seen it in a very, very long time. So I um, rewatched Spies Like Us. Um, I take it you've seen Spies Like Us. I actually haven't. Have you not? Right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, a quick synopsis of, of what happens uh, in Spies Like Us. It stars, which John Landis movie, uh, stars uh, Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. And essentially, they are uh, they're taken into a, like a specialist elite um, like CIA um, spy um, group. 
but they used they've taken him to use them as kind of like patsies and decoys for the the ones who are actually going to be doing the actual mission so they keep sending them on like bogus missions to try and get caught or to fumble through things and mm. as you'd expect hilarity ensues and they end up uh, accidentally uh, landing on the actual mission that they're supposed to be the decoys for <laughs> um, right and of course it was made in the 80s so it's it's against the russians which mm-hmm. of course happens uh and it is it, it's pretty much dan Aykroyd and chevy chase doing dan Aykroyd and chevy chase things so chevy chase is constantly trying to winking and looking at women and kind of dancing and dan Aykroyd is constantly being smarter than he's supposed to be but then also being dumber than he actually is um yeah and it's it's a lot of fun you know you've got cameos from terry gilliam and i think sam raimi cops up in there and the coen brothers and um people like that that just kind of crop up randomly throughout it um frank oz is in there as well uh it's a bit of a who's who of that bob hope crops up uh, playing bob hope in it <laughs> Um, Who's it directed by? Uh, Sean Landis. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. I don't want to give too much away because I think you'd actually you'd actually probably quite enjoy it, to be honest. Yeah, it uh, kind of sounds like a would actually. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's ridiculous and it's stupid. If you like Fletch, you'll like this. Is what I'll say. Might be a good January watch that I want to go. That once we've done our like year end stuff. Yeah, and you need him just to kind of you need him to. I don't know, detox a little bit from what are going to be quite a lot of serious movies. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a good kind of one for that. Um, another movie that's a good detox from serious movies, uh, and one that I know that you're uh, incredibly fond of, uh, is I watched uh, Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping. Oh, mate, I watched that on Christmas Day. <laughs> that's, that's magnificent that you managed to watch a film on Christmas Day. Um, I watched Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping, at 11 o'clock on my iPhone, like, just like my, my in-laws were just watching something and I just, I was like, sod it. I put my AirPods on and I just, wa- I, I just watched that in a drunken haze. Was that your first watch? And then they, they went, no, 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 no. I thought you watched it before, yeah. And, and like, they, they, do, they were just like, we're going to bed now. I was like, yep, cool. I'm watching this. <laughs> and yeah I, I i literally watched it christmas day night i fucking love pop star never stop never stopping if you didn't i'm not gonna be happy no i i, I really enjoyed it uh oh mate I'll, I'll tell you what i'll tell you what got me about it though what surprised me about it there's actually more to it and there's more story to it and more kind of depth to it than i ever expected yeah, I expect it to just be like a series of ridiculousness and vignettes and mishaps and cameos, which is what it is. But running through it, there's an actual, there's an arc, and I kept expecting it to fuck that arc off, but it doesn't. It, it keeps it, and it's kind of, it's kind of sweet. You know, the the, the main character, um, Andy Samberg's character, he's he is an idiot. But he's not a dickhead, which I quite liked. He, he isn't just a vacuous dickhead. You know, mm-hmm. he's just an idiot and a product of the ridiculousness. And he's it, it's holding a microphone, a microphone, a microscope up to 
to a lot of things of how we you know we overlook a lot of things um etc and how people can become stars for not actually being that good just for having a strong you know social media presence uh, and it works for that but it's there were no moments that made me or maybe only one or two moments that made me genuinely laugh out loud but i i chuckled a lot throughout which was quite nice mate i there is i it treads a fine line between being surreal mm. and being kind of on the edge of where we're going yeah that i find both hilarious and disturbing uh, the the whole thing with the uh the 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 the, the, the dishwasher or whatever it is they open it up and it starts playing the corner for real song it's yeah. we're not that far away from that and the yeah. whole um like they launched it on all the like the, all the kitchen appliances and it basically took down the, the national power grid <laughs> like it, it's it kind of feels like that actually could happen in yeah. some in some odd sponsorship deal um i i, I I don't know, just some of the lines, like the whole, uh, the thing, oh God, what was it about Mars? Bloody hell, I quoted him WhatsApp oh, as well, but this was ten, watching it. It was only 10 seconds, it was only like 10 seconds that you were on there, and he goes, are you kidding? That's like a third of the way to a Mars. A third of the way to Mars. It's, I mean, it's not, it, it's it, that, it, that, that made me chuckle. It's the next bit that made me laugh out loud, which was the, the way that, that he kind of goes, no, we we've we've been through this before. That's the name of bound. It's not an actual measurement of time. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's that kind of moment that's fantastic. Uh, I think it's Tim Meadows, isn't it, that, that plays uh, Harry? Yeah, oh, Tim Meadows. He is brilliant he's in it. Gold. He's so good. He's gold in this. <laughs> when he gives the uh, the other rapper uh, shit about uh, and then uh, slaps him. Um. And the guy under who, the hungry. Yeah, under the, the hungry. Hungry, and, yeah. And then he wanders up and he kind of goes, oh shit, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, <so> yeah. <laughs> Just, there's great moments like that. The, the, the CMZ, TMZ piss tape bits uh, went too far, but still made me laugh. No, that they, they, they go too far. And then just keep on going. It, it just kind of cycles around to being funny again for yeah. me. It, it just, it, yeah. I mean, it does, it does go too far. Uh, but it, yeah, it, it just, it, it's funny. And then at the end, you've got Michael Bolton. Yeah. Um, and just incredible thoughts, man. I mean, the thing is that song, Donald Trump's tweets kind of feel like they could be lyrics in that song. <laughs> they do, yeah. Wait, he does a, have you heard the Michael Bolton one he did with Lonely Island? No, I I I, I want to I really want to go back and actually listen to the Lonely Island albums now because they I mean obviously they did all the all all the stuff um, in in this film and it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I mean, the humble is oh. This is a song he does called Jack Sparrow, where essentially the song is about something else, and then Michael Bolton just keeps singing about in, in the background just. Singing about Jack Sparrow. 
That sounds like gold. Honestly, after you've finished, after you've finished the podcast, just give it a listen. Because some of the London Island stuff it is a little bit, it's not great, but it is, it's comedy music, so some of it's not fantastic. Some weird Al Yankovic um, stuff's not fantastic. But when London Island get it nailed, it, there's some absolute gold there, and the Jack Sparrow song is fantastic. Have you been recording? I, I am, yes. Oh, thank fuck for that. My bloody this call recorder doesn't automatically record. No, I'm, I'm, I'm recording. Record calls automatically. I have now ticked for the future. <laughs> but okay, um, okay, good stuff. It's a good uh, touch wood. I think it's a good show as well. Um, yeah. So, but, yeah, yeah uh, uh, pop stars never stop, never stopping. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's it's a really really good watch. A, a much better watch than I was ever expecting it to be. Um, I, I thought I kind of enjoy it, but I actually I really really enjoyed it, and it's. It's not as ridiculous as I was expecting, which was nice. It's it is just quite it's quite sweet actually. <laughs> Will nice. very likely be huh? No it, it is. I mean oh, just him proposing and <laughs> Seal getting attacked by the wolves and the whole like I've been in this kind of situation before. It's yeah. I, I I I don't know, I just it, it, it ticks all my boxes, this bloody film. I, the, the songs are fucking amazing, and what it has to say is good, but it is very heartfelt, and like you say, it's sweet, and you do kind of want to see them get together, but then it's also got the Daft Punk helmet making that noise for, like, no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Why is it doing that? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah. even know it, did it? <laughs> I, I, it, like, the it just, beam of light. It's fucking brilliant. Um, and it just everything just goes wrong for it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I, uh, I quite enjoyed it. Um, other one uh, I watched. I watched uh, a kind of murder. Um, the uh, film starring uh, Patrick Wilson, Jessica Biel, um, Haley Bennett, and the always fantastic uh, Eddie Marzan. Um, so very interesting new film. So I'm not gonna. Going into too much depth because obviously I, you know we we are all spoilers all the time, but that's for the main film we review. You know I don't want to spoil something that's essentially only just come out on VOD um, that people might want to catch up with. But it's a thriller. Um, it, it starts off looking very very stylized, uh, and I thought, ooh, is it just going to be a lot of style over substance? And it, it, it treads a line of almost becoming that. But as you know, Patrick Wilson plays a um, an architect who's in a marriage with Jessica Biel, um, and there's clearly a lot of issues there. He's quite a an outgoing um, and quite sort of, seems like quite a fun guy, uh, and she's very much she's got problems, we'll say. Um, and he he. Ends up reading. He also he's an actor, but he also writes short stories at the same time. And he to get inspiration for his short stories, um, he cuts out uh, cutouts from newspapers of sort of crime stories and things like that. And he comes across one that's quite a, a, a local one. It's set in the fifties, um, I think it is set. Um, and he comes across a story of a um, a woman that was murdered, and he. He kind of deduces that it's the woman was murdered by her husband, and that that's what's happened. He's killed her off and made it look like it was somebody else. And the husband is played by Eddie Mazza. Um, the detective, 
who is investigating that murder, also thinks that Eddie Marsden has killed him. Um, so Patrick Wilson tries to strike up a friendship so he can kind of get an idea of how he did it and whether or not he liked it to see if that he can kill his wife. And then, lo and behold, Patrick Wilson's wife turns up dead in what appears to be a suicide. Uh, but because, obviously, Patrick Wilson's character has been looking into the idea of killing her and making it look like somebody else has or making it look like an accident, he seems very, very guilty. <laughs> also adding that the fact that uh, his wife was convinced that he was having an affair with Hayley Bennett's character and he wasn't, but then he might have been, but now he is in a relationship with her since his wife died. It all starts looking quite bad for him in that. Um, but... It's 95 minutes long. If it was, again, as we say quite often, as I say quite often, if it was a little bit longer, it'd lose, it'd lose a lot of its um, charm. But it isn't. It's the right kind of length. It'll be on Netflix in a couple of months. I will guarantee it. <laughs> mm, yeah, it sounds it. But it's, it'll be a solid Tuesday or Thursday night Netflix watch. Uh, I, okay. I really quite enjoyed it. It looks nice. The acting in it's very good. The story's good enough, uh, it gets a little bit kind of chasey towards the end, but it's Patrick Wilson and Eddie Marzan. They're always good, both of them. Uh, Eddie Marzan plays very creepy, and he plays it very, very well. Um, so yeah, I will. I, when, it, when it arrives on um, on Netflix or whatever, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a very mild recommend to people. Very nice. Uh, and my final one is, 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 is one of your Christmas watches. So I'm going to let you take that. Oh, what first. was it? It's a film that, that, well, that well, genuinely is in my top ten films of all time. Um, oh, okay. And I hadn't seen before? And you hadn't seen before. And then you watched it. And I, honestly, I, I am not, I'm not joking. Uh, I hadn't noticed because I worked... Essentially, the Christmas week, I was basically at work. Like more than I was at home. And I'm not just saying yeah. that. Genuinely, in the hours I was at work, I was working more hours than I was at home. And that includes sleeping. So I missed everything between like Tuesday and Friday. And then I had Christmas Eve off. And we were watching, as we do every year, me and Becky always watch It's a Wonderful Life. And yeah. I mentioned and said, oh, I, I, do you know what? I really hope Ian's watched it this year because if not, he's had to wait another fucking year to watch it. And I want to know. I want him to experience it. Wasn't that why I wanted? Yeah. To, I didn't want that. I wanted you to watch it. I wanted you to watch it because I, I, I thought I want him to experience this fantastic movie. And Beck said, "Oh, he's watched it." I was like, "Oh, fuck it, right." So literally, <laughs> Christmas Eve, I darted to your letterbox just to see it and thought, "Oh Christ, if he didn't like it, I'm gonna have to drive to Cardiff and I'm gonna have to punch him in the balls." And I looked at it and I read your and I was like, yes, 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 yes. I am so glad that 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 you enjoyed it. But I'll let you go and I'll let you do it as one of yours and I'll just interject at this. Yeah, so I mean, it, it is brilliant, isn't it? I mean, it, the, the thing is, the, the length has always put me off. Yes, because it's, it's really long. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's almost two and a half and it's so... I had to kind of set myself up for that. And I was kind of planning on watching it in two parts, but I ended up watching the whole thing at once. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. It's, mm. it's 
I mean, it's just, it's really fucking good. Um, it's got one of cinema's biggest bastards, Mr. Potter. I mean, he's horrendous, but I like the fact that you never get a comeuppance scene. Like, I think that's really interesting that what he does is genuinely horrific. And like the, the way he kind of reacts afterwards. I mean, the scene with uh, James Stewart where he's kind of begging and then he just chews him out. The fact there's no comeuppance there, it kind of like, it's got that sweet tang of that's kind of what would happen in real life. He wouldn't have a realization and come to yeah. see the error of his ways. It's just the people around him who are good come out for him. Um, yeah, which is wonderful. But the, well, I mean, I, I, what I thought was interesting was the fact that it's only like the last 40 minutes or so that are directly kind of Christmas and New Year related. Um, and the rest of it is seeing how he's got to this place. But the, I mean, just the whole melancholy undercurrent of him being almost trapped in the small town and the fact that the way it builds up that once he gets to the point of of nearly killing himself, it's not just because of this event, which is genuinely traumatic, but because you've spent so much time with him and how life has not gotten in the way because he's been happy to do what, what has happened, but it stopped him from doing these little things and how that kind of builds up through the film. It, it just it creates so much more meaning there uh, in the end than when Clarence shows him what would have happened if if he wasn't around. You genuinely do get a sense of not just these are things that happened that would have happened, but you you know because you've seen it before and you know what he was like and you know what his spirit around the town has um, has done. And I, I mean, I got very much Back to the Future Part Two vibes um, from from it all, and like the, the almost Trump land kind yeah. of aspect that you find there, where it's Pottersville or whatever it, is, it ends up being called a Potter's Town. Um, I, 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 it's but it's got that Frank cap for a way of not I, 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 of showing this stuff and not and not hiding from it, but doing it in a weird sugar coated kind of way which doesn't which just takes the edge off ever so slightly so that it's not misery porn yeah um it's, it's staggering that this movie is 70 years old oh my god yeah and no absolutely it's it, 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 it still feels relevant and it's still it doesn't feel like it's a dated story and it's no. it, it, it's still doing things that even if somebody if somebody did it now, it will be considered original and innovative. And it's like, no, the fucking hell, people have been innovating for for, for over a hundred years in cinema, you know. And it isn't, you know, the fact that it opens up the opening of the film is a bunch of stars talking to each other because they're angels and stars are angels. Uh, I, I mean, I like I didn't I didn't know that's what the start was. And it, it was, and it, it, it's just you. You don't expect that for a movie that's 70 years old. You expect, you know, more yeah, button-down yeah. colour and things like that. And, and they are. There are these movies you, 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 out there. It's it's 
it's incredible. It, 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 the whole story of, of it's wonderful, like how it, it, you know, it was a bomb. It was, it was, it was badly reviewed. It didn't make money. It, it found its audience on cable twenty odd years later, um, and you know, it, it became a, a Christmas staple. It's it, it grown, you know, like something like um, Shawshank Redemption grew, or fucking. Um, What's it? Uh, Donnie Darko crew. You you could call it's a wonderful life a cult classic because it wasn't appreciated at the time. It it, it took its time to become revered as one of the great de- defining not just Christmas movies but movies of its time. And there's some there's, there's a chilling shot in it where you know the realization of what's going on hits Jimmy Stewart when he 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 runs out from the um, the house that's now dilapidated and he still can't quite work out what's going on. It's towards the end and you get that close-up of Jimmy Stewart's face and he just turns round with this look of absolute horror of I don't know what to do. It's, yeah. It, it's, there's moments like that. But like you said, it's quite interesting the fact that you said you were going to watch it in two bits but then didn't watch it all in one bit. It, it's just because it it's that good. I just, I, I like, I don't know. Like, I, I almost almost turned it off at the start of the um you know you're gonna see now why he's got to this place he's just he's gonna have a really obviously i'm paraphrasing but he's like he's just about to have a really bad day and i almost turned it off there i was like no i'll just watch it and then from there i was like right i need to see how this pans out because i need to see that he's going to be all right Mm. you know like i don't want to go to bed with like this house i mean obviously i knew the end was every time a bell rings an angel gets its wings but i it was just, how is it going to resolve itself? I need to know how it resolves itself. And I ended up watching it for like the next 40, 45 minutes or however long it is. I, it's just, it's, um, yeah, I, it, it's, it's as good as they say it is. Uh, good. I, I, I genuinely, I was, I was, I was delighted that, that you really enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Lovely film. Lovely cool. film. Cool. Right. What, what else have you been watching? Okay. So, um, Basically, the Christmas films, I think I'm just going to mention by name, frankly. Uh, so, uh, Krampus, uh, Elf, uh, Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, Love Actually, Muppet Christmas Carol, Die Hard. So, nice. I think I pretty much got through everything I wanted to there, really. Um, so, Star Trek Beyond, rewatch that. It's very good. I really like Star Trek Beyond. Um, I really, really like it. It just feels like everybody's hanging, hanging out, and there's a bit of an adventure there. I, I find it a, a, a quite relaxing, to be honest. Even yeah, though there's a lot of action going on, it's it, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can see that. I, 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 I totally enjoyed it when we watched it. Yeah. So um, yeah, Star Trek Beyond. It, it's one of my favourite blockbusters of the year. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. David Brent, Life on the Road. Uh, <laughs> A fucking awful film. Awful. Um, it's really depressing on a number of levels. Um, it's not funny in the slightest. I mean, it's it's weird that Ricky Gervais still thinks uh, still thinks that it's funny. Um, I mean, he 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 thinks of himself as this progressive force for good, who's cynical when he's constantly pointing out this stuff. But then at the same time, he wants us to love a guy who like actually calls a black friend of his into work because he's having a meeting with an HR person in work 
and people are saying, oh, you know, he's saying that she's saying that people find his humor sexist or racist or whatever. He was like, well, I've got a surprise for you. Calls in his black friend. Yeah, love that guy. Oh, he's a, he's a soft-hearted guy, really, isn't he? No, he's a prick. Um, and I, I, and the, the thing is, the film for the first hour and a quarter is people around him going, he's a dick. I hate him. I've, I've never been more embarrassed than I am in my life playing in a session band with him. This is awful. Then towards the end of the film, oh, do you know, it hasn't been that bad, really. Nah, he's all right. Literally, in the film, five minutes before people are saying this, there is a scene where he pays them to have a drink with him. <laughs> and then it's, do you know what? He's not that bad. He is. He's a fucking bell end, and you wouldn't want to be like closer than three foot from him at all times. Yeah, he's fucking horrible. And there's a, a woman who works in the office that he works in now, who's pining after him. Who just, I, just no, no. She's she's not supposed. She's she's basically been cast as the average looking woman who thinks he's sweet and, and yeah. it's like no no Ricky Gervais like a man of, of your and, and, of your build and David Brent's sense of everything does not deserve a woman like that <laughs> that's a bad Ricky Gervais it feels like going back to the well and dredging up tainted water um I just, I mean, like, Stephen Merchant wasn't involved in this whatsoever. And I want, I, I do, I do wonder, it's like when Simon Pegg writes stuff without, um, uh, without Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, yeah. He co-wrote Star Trek Beyond, though, so, you know, maybe either Doug Young, who it looks like he's co-writing the next one with as well, maybe he manages to write a ship and maybe Edgar Wright does as well. But, it feels like that. And with, with this, it's, oh, he's a fucking bell end, isn't he? Oh, he is such a twat. He's actually a bit offensive, isn't he? Yeah, but you know what? He's lovable. And, and no, no, he's not. No, he's not. The whole thing is really depressing. And it paints office culture to be horrible. And I quite like work. I quite like my office. And maybe I'm lucky, but I like the people I work with. They're all right. You know? I don't hate anyone there. I, you know, and it's, so I, like I say, maybe I'm lucky, but I just, I don't, this, this office, it's bellends and people who are meek, but then they have that one moment of courage where they say, do you know what? You're not very nice. You stop doing that. And it's, it's Ricky Gervais talking down to people. And, and to be honest, like the last 10 years or so, he has been in America and he earns more. He's got more money than most people will earn in their lifetimes. And it does feel like there's a, dis, a disconnect there. And, you know, he's going back to this. Like, I mean, when was the last time Ricky Gervais actually was in an actual office? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, genuinely, I'd love to know. Um, and I, I just, it feels like a guy 
who was out of touch with this stuff, going back to a well, he doesn't actually have to go back to because he seems to be doing okay somehow because special correspondence was a bit shit as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it just, I, I don't know, man. It, 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 it feels like he's struggling for relevance, even though he still seems to be quite relevant. It's really weird. It's fucking awful, though. I mean, it's it's not a film. It's a well, it, it's a, it's a film as much as I am a, an athlete. I, I, I go to the gym, but I, I don't say I'm going to run a fucking marathon. I, I, I honestly, I don't get the Ricky Gervais thing. I've never got it. I've never got it. I, just, I don't. I don't get the appeal with it at all. I've seen interviews with him. And he seems quite entertaining. He seems quite. What is it? I don't get his. I, I could never get on with the office. Uh, I didn't. Couldn't get on with extras. I can't get on with any of his characters at all. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, sure. But I, I, I don't mind listening to him. It's just weird like that. I just, I, I don't get. I just, I just don't get on with him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'll be, I'll be talking about it because it'll be in my bottom five. <laughs> like guaranteed so there you go um okay i watched shrew's nest which is uh another film on shudder uh it's a lot better than the uh the, the fucking corpse of anna fritz which i talked about uh a week uh, on the last show or the one before that um directed by esteban royal and one of her andres um so basically uh this is set in spain in the 1950s um so basically, you've got an agoraphobic, uh, woman, uh, in this apartment who lives with her sister. And, uh, one day, uh, this neighbor, um, falls down the stairs and the agoraphobic woman finds him, like, at the bottom of the stairs and basically miseries him. Oh. Um, except her sister is there as well. So she's kind of trying to deal with her sister starting to have feelings for this guy um while also she's having uh kind of like in her head visions of her father talking to her trying to like basically like cajoling her into doing um uh basically bad things he's like the devil on her shoulder while all the time she just basically goes mental in this apartment um it's pretty good, actually. Um, Macarena Gomez um, stars as the um, uh, in, in the lead role as the uh, agoraphobic woman, and um, she's great. Um, by the end of the film, when she's basically gone full tilt, you you're, you're kind of like scared by what she's going to do, but you also feel sorry for her because they spend a lot of time on her psychological torment and how she's gotten to this place um so it's not just mad woman is mad it's a lifetime of basically kind of like abuse and self-hating which is built her to this point and it's just this incident kind of snaps her um there's some gore in the film which kind of feels at odds with the tone it almost feels like it was made for the fright fest audience to cheer when it happens but Ah. it doesn't quite yeah, but it doesn't quite work for the tone of the piece. But I mean, the 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 the, the prosthetic effects are well done. Um, 
the sister who has the relationship with the, the with the, the guy doesn't get as much screen time and she's a bit plainer frankly um i would have rather spent more time with macarena gomez because she's both upsetting and kind of fun to watch in her kind of like mad woman kind of mode um but yeah i mean if you've got shudder it's more than worth an hour and a half every time um yeah uh and uh yeah got a bit of a twist in the tail as well which is rather upsetting so uh yeah uh worth uh worth having a crack at that um and uh oh yep yeah, the uh i rewatched everybody everybody wants some i think it went down slightly for me on a rewatch slightly ah. uh but in, uh, yeah i don't know it does kind of feel like it's linked later regressing slightly um but i i mean then again i thought boyhood wasn't quite all that either so i i enjoyed boyhood when i watched it um Bex keeps saying that she wouldn't mind watching it, and I keep thinking, do I really want to watch another three hours of that? I Boyhood's good, man. It's just that the, the, the guy who plays the drunk dad gives one of the worst bloody performances in an Oscar film I think I've ever seen. <laughs> like, he's fucking, like, really, he's terrible. He's um, but yeah, everybody wants some. It's a really good hanging out film, but it doesn't really have all that much to say. It's just really entertaining when it's on. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, lastly, Ballerina, which uh, is a kids' film which is daring to go up against the might of Rogue One. Lottie and I saw it yesterday. There were two other people in the audience, and Lottie was dancing around at the front of the screen at the end of it, so it worked for her. Um, Dane DeHaan plays this really like aggressively energetic um, like love interest who is also this inventor. And Dane DeHaan has never sounded more awake. It's really weird. I didn't know it was him until the credits at the end. It was like, fuck off, really? Um, <laughs> but he's, like, if he had that much life in a film, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's actually quite fun. Uh, it's quite charming. Uh, runtime doesn't take the piss. The ending is the ballerina being chased by the aggrieved mother of another ballerina chasing her uh, with a sledgehammer. Which is uh, quite unexpected, um, but and it's a you, um, but okay. Um, it's, it's fun. Um, I had a good time with it. Um, the the dancing sequences are nice. It's got a good little message in it. Lottie very much enjoyed it. So there you go. Um, and uh, that's gonna do it for me. Um, so and it's me still in the ship. Uh, any Twitter questions? And we haven't actually got any Twitter questions this week. No. Motherfuckers. Mm. Um, so, all right then. Well, we'll be back next week then. Um, we're going to be doing silence, I assume. Yes, very much looking forward to it. Nice. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to get to Assassin's Creed this weekend or anything, so it will be silence. Hmm. Um, so yeah, silence this. Fucking hell, yes, yeah, silence this week, and then there's kind of nothing out next week because everything that's out on New Year's Day is kind of catering for the Friday after as well, so... But... I don't know, man. There's a, there's a yeah. but here. But, I kind of don't want to do the end of the year show until La La Land's come out. No, 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 that's fine. I mean, I think we've already said mid-January is yeah. going to be... I've got a feeling 
mid-January, we might do two shows in a week or something. Yeah, that, that, uh, I think that'll be the plan. We'll probably do a, a uh, review show, something like La La Land, and then record the end of year show. Yeah, that week. kind of makes sense, because Manchester by the Seas out that week as well, so um, I think that's going to make sense. Even though, man, Cineworld, God, I wish you had a Cineworld near you. Um, oh, fuck, I was talking about this the other day, yeah. I was saying, you know, yeah, I, I would literally be, I would go on, because I'm working New Year's Day, uh, I would go New Year's Day after I finish work, silence, and then on the second I'd go and watch Assassin's Creed, and on the third I'd go and watch My Monster Calls. Fuck yeah, Monster Calls. Bloody hell. I mean... Oh, fuck. If we do Silence next week, so I, I don't think I'm going to get to Assassin's Creed next week. And then do you want to maybe do Assassin's Creed the week after? Yeah, that's a good plan, actually, that. Yeah. Yeah, yes. all right, let's, 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 let's do that then. Let's do that then. And then La 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 Manchester by the Sea and Year End stuff the week after that. Yeah, and of course we have uh, the new show as well. Yeah, yeah, no, quite. So we got the new, uh, we got playing it forward. Uh, the week between Assassin's Creed and um, and the year end stuff, then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah which, 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 which will be good fun. Oh, fuck me, man, we're gonna have to do some scheduling. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll we'll sort it out. But um, I'm rather desperate for a week, so I'm gonna say that's episode over ninety one. Um, do the monkey uh, at Dude the Monkey at Ian Loring at Dude Foz anything else to say Mark? No thank you very much for listening guys uh, and uh, Happy New Year uh, and we shall Happy speak Year, to folks. you in 2017 with silence silence cool <laughs>